Sacred Groves by Pornashi Kundali. Within the Strategic Product Design Master's Program, there is a course called SPD Media, which enables students to explore various forms of media. One of the tracks in this course is called Auditory Storytelling. In this track, students have the chance to build and convey compelling stories through audio. One such story, the traditional knowledge podcast by Pornashi Kundari. Her podcast introduces the concepts, beliefs, and the peoples of various indigenous or tribal communities, bringing awareness through a world of stories retold by the experts and or the holders and keepers of this knowledge. In this episode, you'll be exploring the world of sacred groves with your host, Pornashi. In an indigenous person's world, there is no distinction between the human, the trees, and the animals. Their way of knowing recognizes the self in connection to the surroundings, to animals, birds, plants, the ocean, thunder, soil, stone, the sun, the wind. host Purna and I welcome you to the traditional knowledge podcast where we understand the world the way our ancestors did. We tap into their intelligence to make sense of and question our actions today. Today's podcast is an exemplar of the complex ecosystem management of ancient times. I want to introduce you to sacred groves or sacred forests. Forests and jungles remained pristine and untouched for thousands of years. Some patches were even declared sacred as protected land by the native inhabitants around the forest. They maintained and protected these forest areas with utmost reverence, often under the careful guidance of an elder from the community. Even today, these sacred spaces are considered natural treasures Within the territories marked as sacred, even picking a leaf or killing an insect is forbidden. Since ancient times, they have maintained, protected and preserved these forests through strict religious sanctions. Some of the sacred patches cover acres and acres of land, but they could also be smaller areas. Wherever in the world you may find a sacred grove, some common systems and patterns are easy to identify. The forests are believed to be protected by a local deity, who may be a human form, an animal form or a landscape. According to the natives, the deity takes care of the forest and safeguards the community from evils and misfortunes. Any transgressor who even tries to take a dry log of wood the deity punishes the transgressor based on the intent of the act committed. As the way of giving life to the forest varies from community to community, so does the punishment for taking from the grove. The locals narrate various stories of punishments, getting bitten by a snake, ill health or even death. The other commonality is the reason why these patches are established as sacred. 
rare medicinal plants and flower species reside in the sacred forests. The dense forests also support a diverse fauna. Therefore, hunting, poaching, farming are also strictly prohibited. Biodiversity is the treasure. The tribals tell stories of the sacred groves to pass the knowledge to their future generations. They do this by associating religious values to the aspect of the forest that needs attention for preservation. The elders in the communities teach the young that they hold an equal place in the grand creation that we can take from the grove but only after seeking permission from the deity and performing rituals. They can take medicine in times of disease or wood to build a shelter in times of disaster. The teachings may differ in method of knowledge transfer, but the core of the teaching remains the same. The experiences in these groves are mysterious and magical. And while researching about the sacred groves, I grew curious about the sacred forests a few hours from my city, Mumbai. So I called a friend, Mohit Bagaria, who is also the founder of Swadesi, an organization that curates community-led local experiences. Mohit works with a community that tenderly overlooks sacred forests in Maharashtra. I asked him about his experience in the sacred groves, and here's what he had to say. So Devra is what a sacred grove is called in Maharashtra, which some artists allegedly say that the origin comes Dev is basically for God and Rai is forest. So it's called the Waghoba Devrai. Uh, because the, the deity of that sacred grove is the Waghoba, which is the tiger god. Uh, so just before we entered, the, there was a small temple inside and the priest came out. You know, he, he must have been probably 75-ish years old or, or even older, I guess. And he really was extremely excited you know, to see us there. And uh, just look, there are, uh, so of course, the Malabar giant squirrel, which is the state animal of Maharashtra, was found in that sacred grove. He instantly understood that we're people from the city and, you know, we'll look, we've come out to look at something that's not available or you know, not something you can't really see in the city. Uh, we walked in and he really guided us through. He showed us an old wine, which, uh, you know, a scientist had just come and carbon dated, which was about 800 years old, you know, uh, just a wine of a tree, not even the trunk, but really big wine uh, that had been, which, which meant the sacred grove itself was much, much older, you know. So, uh, of course, we walked around. It was beautiful. It was really dense. Uh, of course, uh, the one thing to know about sacred groves uh, is they tend to be primary forests, which means they're untouched forest patches which have never been cut down or cleared. Although there are sacred groves which have been, you know, which are secondary forests, which means the original existing, uh, you know, millions of years old forest had been taken down to plant uh, a particular uh, different uh, sort of kind of uh, tree. It could even be a cash tree at some at times, you know, so there are Devra, there are sacred groves for mangoes or coconut trees or palm trees. But this was a really, uh, you know, preserved, uh, in you know, primary forest. So it was just incredible to enter one, you know, because the canopy was so high, you could barely see the light filtering down. You could instantly see, you know, hundreds of different species that you wouldn't see just five feet outside the Devra. So it was just, it was, it was like stepping into this sort of magical, <laughs> you know, uh, fantasy kingdom suddenly, because you're seeing all these different, we saw a giant owl fly by, not 
you you don't see the kind of biodiversity you do inside a sacred grove outside it so in the story of sacred groves if the sacred groves are the big reason the tribes the protectors who are the villains according to me it's our ignorance living in the cities and succumbing to the sprawling urban lifestyle we rarely even know what's in our backyard anthropogenic disturbances such as mining shift cultivation unregulated tree felling forest fires deforestation and illegal harvesting of rare and endangered species are prevalent in many areas marked as sacred the pressures are severe political economic and social these issues challenge the communities established indigenous management of the forest we are losing vital natural systems and even destroying the refuge of the last of many endemic species indigenous elders imbibe practices emerged in taboos and religion as ways to contribute to the safety of the groves but today's world is far from religious practices and taboos what can we do the knowledge of maintaining the biodiversity around can help us solve matters related to land wildlife and resource management if you haven't visited a sacred grove already i insist you visit one explore it under the tutelage of a local as your guide for it's the stories about the mysterious sacred groves and the practices of the people that make the experience so special in earlier times the knowledge was shaped as per survival circumstances but we need to tap into ancient knowledge to bring awareness about traditional practices today to renew and restore our relationship with nature i urge you to share your experiences and participate in deeper discussions about the amazing sacred groves we now know that the practices associated with them are for the utmost safety of nature we can be the bridge to addressing global sustainability issues with traditional knowledge and perspectives although a crucial part of our lives many are still unaware and it is up to us to take shared responsibility of the sacrosanct creations of the earth let us bring balance in our choices and further in our actions it is time to synchronize our soul with the sacred spaces inside us and in nature next week we will talk about an indigenous group called the brookpas who call themselves alexander's lost army till then i want to wish you a good week and thank you for immersing yourself in yet another episode of traditional knowledge Music credits for this episode go to James Asher with the song Red Rhythm Dragon. Curious to know what else the students in SPD Media created? Then visit www.spdmedia.org. It includes all of the different tracks as well as a lot more podcasts.